podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Pastor Kristen Stone King. Our mission at Epworth is to live out God's love for all. We strengthen our faith as we worship, study, develop a creative, supportive community, and serve others. Together, we encourage each other, challenge each other, and welcome all people on their journey of faith. We are a reconciling congregation, meaning that persons of all sexual orientations and gender identities are welcomed to help transform our church and our world into the full expression of Christ's inclusive love. We are a sanctuary church advocating for the rights and dignity of immigrants, and we stand in solidarity with the movement for Black Lives. here in worship on Sunday mornings, along with a scripture reading and a message. My name is Laura Hyde, and I came to Epworth right after Kristen became the pastor. So she's the only one that I've ever known. That's how I keep track of how long I've been here. <laughs> and I was recently took on the role of youth director, which has been an interesting journey. We had six of the youth come yesterday afternoon with Katie Johnson to help with cleaning out the arts and crafts cupboard and some of the kitchen. It's amazing what we found. <laughs> <laughs> so I thank you for those, those kids. The scripture today is Matthew 17, 1 through 9. Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and his brother John and then led them up a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah, talking with him. Then Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here, if you wish. I will make three dwellings here, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, Suddenly a bright cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud a voice said, This is my son, the beloved. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell to the ground and were overcome with fear. 
But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Get up and do not be afraid. And when they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus himself alone. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus ordered them, Tell no one about the vision until after the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. Amen. Thank you, choir. Will you pray with me, please, the uh, words of preparation, which are not in your bulletin. <laughs> uh, but let's, let's, let's pray together. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth be acceptable in your sight. O oh God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, something pretty amazing happened here this week. Jerry Ashheim, Epworth's Director of Music Ministries, reminded us that this last Tuesday, February 28th, was the 20th anniversary of his wedding here at Epworth to Charles Lynch. Raise your hand, Charles. <laughs> now, a gay wedding might not seem that remarkable these days, even in a church. But let's remember what things were like in 2003. There was no marriage equality. Less than seven years before that, the Defense of Marriage Act had passed in Congress and was signed into law by the Democratic president, making it codified and illegal for anyone but a man and a woman to be married. And in, in United Methodist ministers were not allowed to perform same-sex weddings in United Methodist churches. That's actually still true. But at that time, um, there, were, there were many charges happening around that, and um, pastors were losing their credentials or their appointments. And sometimes I even have trouble remembering what it was really like then. Because as a, as, a, as a society, as a nation, we have really come so far, so fast. But in, in 2003, Elizabeth, my wife, and I were new parents of our son, John. And even though we had been in a committed relationship for 10 years and had conceived of his birth together, Elizabeth had no rights 
And we had to hire a lawyer for her to adopt him and become his legal parent. And I know several families in this congregation with same-sex parents have a similar story. I knew of no out United Methodist queer clergy, though I knew of several stories of charges against clergy for being gay or, or young people who were clearly called um, to the ministry choosing another vocation because of restrictions and discrimination in our denomination. It was even a year before the winter of love in San Francisco when Gavin Newsom opened the doors to City Hall and invited any same-sex couple who wanted to get married to be married. So we travel back in time 20 years ago, and Ron Parker was the pastor here at Epworth, and as they began to think about this possibility, Jerry and Charles, as Jerry shared with us again the story and staff meeting on Tuesday, they, they were concerned about asking Ron to officiate the ceremony. United Methodist ministers could lose their appointments or even their ordination for officiating at a same-sex wedding. Churches could get into trouble for allowing this to happen. And so Jerry and Charles called Ron with, a, with some trepidation to see what he would say. I'd love to, was Ron's immediate response. He didn't hesitate at all. When I first arrived at Epworth, this is one of the first stories that I heard. And of course, this story includes the part about the cake emergency. So um, on the big day, somehow the wedding cake had been forgotten and hadn't made it to the church. And Christina Kellogg, I'm sorry she's not here today to get this, this accolade, but she ran to the storied Virginia Bakery, which unfortunately has closed, but uh, it, you know, it was a famous bakery and it had a line out the door like lots of places in Berkeley do. And um, she ran up to the line proclaiming, cake emergency, cake emergency. <laughs> and the line parted for Christina to run into the shop, and she ran to the counter and said, I have a cake emergency. And after telling the story of what had happened and the joyful love that was going to be celebrated in the marriage of Jerry and Charles uh, at Epworth on that day, Christina emerged with a new beautiful cake to honor the two grooms. Well, Charles and Jerry's wedding and the, the story around it and what it represents for us exists in the memory of every Epworthian who was there that day and, the, and in the consciousness of all who have learned this story since. It's a story that speaks to our identity, who we are and what we stand for. It was a moment of exaltation. In our Lenten worship series, we are focusing on how it feels to follow Jesus. Last week, we explored skepticism. How do I know this guy is for real? How do I know what is true? Can I trust this with my whole heart? And this week, we are focusing on exaltation. Exaltation comes when we decide to take that first leap. Maybe it's a small step. Maybe it actually is a leap to move beyond doubt and questions and into the promises of love and grace and freedom. 
What the persons who were present at Jerry and Charles's wedding experienced was the exaltation that occurs when we are really following Christ by celebrating love, even when it puts us at risk. This is the feeling of being on the right side of history that comes when we are standing up for each other, when we are in solidarity. This is the exaltation of living in the freedom and power God has given us to resist evil and injustice and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves. It is not always easy, but when we affirm who and whose we are and act out of that identity, there is a peace and a certainty that surpasses our understanding. On that day, 20 years ago, all who were there and all who have come after them proclaim, love wins, and this is exaltation. Think of your own moments of exaltation. Most likely, they came when you took a leap to be the person that God has called you to be. Maybe it was your own saying yes to love. Or maybe being released from jail after a protest arrest. Or when you found forgiveness in yourself that you didn't know was there. This is what it feels like when we are really following Jesus. It can feel as if the skies have opened up, the angels are singing, and all is right with the world. In our scripture today from Matthew, we have another such moment. James and John and Peter have followed Jesus up to the high mountaintop. And there Jesus becomes transfigured before them. And the scripture says his face shone like the sun and his clothes became as white as light. And when I hear these words, I imagine that Jesus became like pure energy. White's not the right word. Energy is the right word. And, and it's like he's, he's at one with the flow of the universe. And then Moses and Elijah appear. And traditionally, Moses and Elijah are thought to represent the law and the prophets of the Hebrew scriptures and of Jewish tradition. And their appearance with Jesus often represents in the Christian tradition the coming to fruition of the prophecies of salvation through a Messiah. But these two figures could also represent the continuum of energy, the pulsing creative force that is God, who shows up in history, who shows up in our lives, and is made fully manifest in the person of Jesus. This pulsing creative force continues to move in and among us even now. This moment on the mountaintop is a moment of exaltation. For a Jew at that time to see Moses and Elijah and experience this dazzling Jesus would feel like an extreme blessing, the highest high. And in the next moment, we see the tenuousness of every experience of exaltation. Peter proclaims, let's build three shelters, one for Jesus, one for Elijah, and one for Moses. Peter wants to lock that moment down. Who can blame him? 
Exaltation feels great. But exaltation is flow. It is the energy of the universe. It feels wonderful. It is a glimpse of heaven on earth, a sense of being at one with God. And in every experience of exaltation, there is temptation to grasp it, to hold it, to keep it from changing. But the problem is that stops the flow. Another pretty significant thing happened this week. We received the announcement that my time as pastor here at Epworth is coming to an end. This was hard news to receive because our journey, because our journey together has been a good one. Full of experiencing joy together and sorrow together. We've walked through a pandemic together. We've laughed and we've cried and we sought to be God's people for each other and for the world together. There has been a good and a beautiful flow. And the message of the transfiguration is that in order for the energy to keep flowing, we can't hold on to what exists at any given moment. If we do, we stop the flow and the manifestation of God in our midst. The spirit of God that flows through Epworth has been flowing for many, many years, through generations, over decades, and it will keep flowing. When we started our racial healing group uh, last week, that's a joint program with Epworth and Easter Hill, United Methodist, um, Easter Hill being a historical, historically African-American church in Richmond. One of the participants from Easter Hill said, oh, it's good to be back here. I used to come here for youth events and sleepovers when I was a youth back in the 70s. I didn't even know that had occurred. But it is that same spirit that was bringing multiracial groups of persons together for community 50 years ago that moved through this congregation 20 years ago to prepare a service and sanctuary and reception to celebrate love in whatever form it presents itself. And it is that same spirit that is flowing through this community now. Epworth is a special place. Its identity and spirit is clear. Your identity and spirit is clear. And the energy is flowing. I can't tell you how many people have shared with me that the first moment that they walked into this sanctuary, they felt something different, something special. Scarlett testified to that in her announcement this morning when, as we're preparing for our retreat. And yet we cannot try to contain it or memorialize it by, keep it by keeping it from changing. In the next few months, we have the opportunity to celebrate all that has been, even as we acknowledge that in this change, there is some loss. 
And yet we trust that the spirit that has sustained this congregation through the decades and generations, that has manifested the love of God for us and for the world, will keep flowing. We have had moments of exaltation. And as the scripture for today continues, and the idea of building three containers is released, the words, this is my beloved with whom I am well pleased, are heard. These are words for you too, Epworth. You are God's beloved, and with you God is well pleased. And I know that as we follow Jesus and take the leaps of faith that are on that path, there will be many more moments of exaltation. Amen. for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. Wherever you're located, we'd love for you to take a next step in growing in faith in this community. Our online worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings on Facebook, YouTube, and on our website at epworthberkeley.org. Or you can fill out an online connect card at epworthberkeley.org backslash connect. Have a great week.